Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Mark. I'll be reading chapter 10, verses 32 through 45. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. They were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. He took the twelve aside again and began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him and spit upon him and flog him and kill him, and after three days he will rise again. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you capable to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those to whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, and they began to be angry with James and John, so Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant." And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. This is the word of the Lord. Jesus was a lot of things, but he was no expert at church growth. In fact, you would never hire Jesus as a church growth consultant because, well, it would be a terrible thing. Because Jesus talked about things like, you know, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to take up your cross and die. And there just weren't a lot of people that were willing to, um, you know, sign up for that, that ship. It didn't sound like a good one. Jesus asks a lot of us. He lost a lot of his disciples, and for the most part, the disciples don't seem to get it. We have in our passage this morning, and it is, it's a good one, because, and I, I couldn't go back far enough in the text, but, you know, I always tell you that something happened just before that, and something happens after the section that we read, and just before it, A rich man has come to Jesus and has asked him, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he says, you must sell all your possessions and come and follow me. And the rich man walks away feeling very defeated that this was not something he was willing to do. And then Peter comes up to Jesus and says, well, you know, I've been with you from the beginning, Jesus. So, um, you know, it'd be all right. You know, I I, I would like to, um, you know, be your right-hand man. And Jesus reminds Peter that he needs to uh, follow, and you don't know what you're asking. And then his disciples yet again, now this time we have James and John, sons of Zebedee, 
And they are walking with Jesus, and, and they, they pose Jesus this trick question, and perhaps you have uh, posed to Jesus the same question. They say, um, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Just as, it's kind of like a child's question. Mommy, you know, if you love me, will you do this for me? You know, Jesus, if you would just buy me a Mercedes Benz, Jesus, if you would just do this thing for me. And Jesus says, well, what is it that you want from me? From me. And they said, grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. Now, Jesus and his James and John, they were not just walking anywhere. They were walking to Jerusalem. Jesus had already told them he was going to die. He was going to be crucified at the hands of the state. And they're asking, just trying to secure their place in glory. Can we sit at your right and your left hand in glory? The glory is the cross. But they're not asking to be crucified with Jesus. They're not asking to to hang on the cross to the right and to hang on the cross to the left like the two robbers did. No, they're looking for a place of honor. They're looking for to be, you know, the first place disciples. They, they They want to ride shotgun with Jesus, but they don't actually want any of the demands of the gospel. They only want the good parts. They, they want to sit at the right hand and the left hand of Jesus on the throne, but they like to skip the cross. You know, it's human nature, really. What we have here is ambition and vanity. These are things that have plagued us as humans, really, since the fall. It's the same sort of things that got in the way of Adam and Eve, It is this sense of wanting to place ourselves, if not above God, really right next to God, right? Right along that same line. That's sort of where the, where James and John, sons of Zebedee, were hoping to be. And and the truth is that we all have a little Zebedee DNA in our blood. We all hold on a little bit to that sense of uh, ambition, and vanity, and in this case, a deep irony, because they don't understand what they're asking of Jesus. He's told them that he's going to Jerusalem to die, and they're still eyeing for a seat at his right and his left. And I think it's true for all of us that we, we want to follow Jesus, but we kind of wonder what's in it for us. What, what are we going to gain out of this thing? And Jesus says, well, you're going to gain the cross. You're going to gain glory. And we think it's a battle of, uh, a badge of honor. In my last church, I had a young man, a graduate student um, from Iran who was curious. He grew, he grew up in Iran and, and Muslim country, of course, and, but he wasn't a, his family wasn't religious. He wasn't a practicing Muslim. Uh, but he was curious about Christianity, and so he started Googling churches, and he found our church, and he, he started worshiping with us and came to my Bible studies, and then he decided that he wanted to be baptized. And I, I sort of warned him. I said, you know, okay, what does that mean if you go home? And he said, well, if I go home, I could be imprisoned for this. 
And I was like, well, are you sure you want to do this? Because Jesus is going to love you either way. He said, no, I'm a Christian. I, this is what I want to do. And, and, and so when I baptized him, it had a different sense because he was taking a risk for us, so often when we come to be baptized or we bring our children to, to be baptized, we think of it merely as a rite of passage rather than something that will actually change the core of our being, something that will change the trajectory of our life. But indeed, that is what Jesus is asking in this passage. He, he says to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink, and the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. It is linking both baptism and Holy Communion, but in both of those acts, we are called into this journey of faith that is treacherous, that may call on things from us that we may not want to give. We not, may not be ready to give. Certainly, our Christian faith constantly calls us to be people of open eyes, people who see suffering in our world and people who respond to the needs of the world with compassion and justice and grace. We may not want to do that. It might not be in our nature. It doesn't feel very uh, fulfilling, perhaps, and yet it is what the gospel is always asking for us, always pushing us. Jesus was not an expert in church growth. He wouldn't ask people to come and die with him, but he does that. He asks us to come and die. I remember hearing about um, a priest in, in, in South America that when he baptized uh, people, children and adults, he would say, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are dead. And he would dunk, this is a full immersion baptism, under the water, you are dead. And to Christ you rise to new life. It's a very powerful image that to be baptized is to die to one way of life so that you may be resurrected to another way of life. But first comes death. That is part of our Christian narrative always, that only when we die to self can we rise with Christ. And James and John and all of us children of Zebedee struggle with that. We don't always want to we're not ready, we're not willing to give everything, to be willing to answer this call. I love this passage because it is so us. We all struggle with vanity. We struggle with our ambitions. We want to be the best, the first, the top. The, you, you name your class. You name whatever it is that status would afford you. And Jesus says, no, whoever would come after me must deny themselves, take up the cross, and follow me. It's not a church growth strategy. It's a life strategy. It's a way of, of seeking to be faithful, of seeking to know ourselves as children of God, children of Zebedee, to check our egos at the door so that Christ can transform us and use us not for our own gain, but for the kingdom's gain. It's work, my friends, it's work. When I was uh, growing up, my 
The pastor at my home church used to love to sing, Are You Able, Said the Master. And we're going we're gonna to sing that in just a few minutes. Um, it, many of you maybe grew up singing that at camp or at a campfire, a sense of stepping into this life of discipleship. I love the first verse tells us that we are sturdy dreamers. Are you able to be a sturdy dreamer? Are you able to enter into this, this message, this gospel, this gospel of love and grace that calls forth the abandonment of our ego, that checks our vanity at the door and asks us to follow Christ with our whole hearts and our whole lives. That's all that is asked of us. That's all. Nothing less than the kingdom. Sometimes we come to Jesus hoping that Jesus will give us everything that we need, and we describe those needs in ways that are somewhat trivial. But what Jesus does is he comes to us and he asks us to do what God needs, to be people of love and grace and compassion in the world, to be people who are willing to give up ourselves in the name of others. And sometimes that looks different. For some people, giving of ourselves is is making a visit to a hospital or a nursing home or somewhere that you don't always go, but you know that somebody needs to know that they are not alone, and so you go. Or maybe it's giving of yourself and in service down at Toberman of tutoring some kids. Maybe for some of you it's, it's serving around here on the church on a committee. There are other things you'd rather do on that Monday night, but you come. Because you know that the church needs your service, needs you to put that priority of the gospel front, and so we need all of our disciples on board. Friends, Christ is calling us, always, always calling us, asking us to accept the cost of discipleship, but also the great grace of discipleship, that we are not alone We are called to walk this journey together, full of Christ's love, full of Christ's presence and companionship with us. The question for us is always, are we able? Are we willing to let Christ lead us? Are we willing to to set aside our own needs, our own vanity, our own ego, and go with Christ even to the cross? We are going to, to sing, Are You Able? Don and Corey are stepping into their instruments um, <laughs> quickly, quickly. Um, it's number 530 in the hymnals, and uh, we'll sing that. And as we do, I want to invite you to just use it as a time of prayer and uh, a song of dedication as you think about what it will mean for you to follow Christ. Let us sing and let us pray. Five thirty.
Are ye able, said the Master, to be crucified with me? Yea, the sturdy dreamers answered, to the death we follow thee. Are ye able to remember when a thief lifts up his eyes? Wait a minute, okay, now what? That is part okay, so and is worthy of a place in paradise. Lord, we are able, our Now is then 